Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the very first episode of the Wine Podcast for Everyone. Each episode, we'll share two wines we think you should know about and tackle a question about wine. I'm Sean, and I'm a certified sommelier who loves comfort food and big, bold, new world wines. Hi, I'm Chuck. I'm not a sommelier, just a longtime fan of old world wines and Italian food. To learn more about us and see all of our reviews, go to nosnobwine.com, where all wines reviewed cost less than $20 a bottle. On today's episode, we share a white blend from Portugal and a red blend from Spain that are both amazing deals and both cost less than $10. Then we tackle a version of the question we get asked the most. The liquor store is overwhelming. How do I find new and different wines? Chuck, I'm always on the lookout for a good pizza wine, and I understand you've got something for us today. The Toro Bravo Tempranillo Merlot fits the bill. A weekday pizza wine, this one costs about $8.30. Can't really go wrong. You get raspberry, you get some oak, you get some plum. I would serve it to people who even aren't typically big fans of wine just because it, it's not too sharp, it's not oaky, it's not too tannic. Basically like you would expect your average, nice, well-rounded table red wine to taste. Yeah, I had a chance to try it and it's definitely been a little bit of extra effort by the winemaker on this, especially for a wine that costs less than 10 bucks. You don't get this sort of level of, I don't know if I want to call it sophistication, but layers, if, if that makes sense. The, the layering of, of the licorice and the raspberry and the oak, really well done. The layers make sense. When you drink it, you don't just seem like, oh, it's, it's all plum or it's vanilla or it's oaky, you actually get a, a pretty well-balanced wine. This is definitely a value bottle. However, if you ask me to guess the price, I would say it's probably around the $12 to $14 range, but actually it surprised me it came in at $8.30, which makes it a great weekday pizza wine. Particular wine was featured in a national newspaper, and I was in the liquor store at that time, and I heard, I think, 
three different people asked for it by name because it was featured. We thought we'd review it for everybody who gets their news not from a paper. We we both had this, really enjoyed it. It's old world style, more of Chuck's favorite styles, but I really enjoyed it. I would buy it again and I would serve it to friends and family. I think I would keep a couple of bottles of these around the house. If you're feeling like a red on a weekday or it's the second bottle that you're taking out on a Saturday night, it fits the bill. Yeah, we both highly recommend Recommend you try this one. Toro Bravo Tempranillo Merlot from Spain coming in at $8.30. Five stars. Full review on nosnobwine.com. So Chuck, let's tackle our question that we get asked the most, which is navigating the liquor store and finding new wines. Everybody we seem to speak to has their favorite bottle, their go-to. And when we kind of ask them about that, the story is always kind of similar is they get into the liquor store and there's literally thousands of bottles of wine. You know what? I'm going to go for what I know, but I really want to find a new wine. What do you think about when you go into a liquor store? How do you approach it? Go for something that's similar to what you're already drinking. So it's not too different for you. Mm. So if you're typically drinking a Shiraz, let's say, you might want to go for... Like try one from another country. Yeah, try a, try the same wine from a different country or one f- that's a new world versus an old world. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's kind of key because when earlier in the episode, Chuck pointed out that he likes old world wine. And I said that I like new world. The new world being big and bold. So there's a lot of fruit in them. And the old world that Chuck likes are a little more refined and restrained and you'll get more earthy notes with the fruit not being so bold. Would you would you agree with that, Chuck? I'd say that's true. Yeah. It's all one world. <laughs> so what what countries are making your new world wines and which ones typically are making the old world wine? And I think that's the key to cracking this question. At least the first bit of advice we should give our listeners. So if you like what I said about old world, then you're going to want to stick with France, Italy, and Spain. Now, there's other places, but those are three that definitely going to go pick some bottles out of. You're probably going to have a good experience. And then if you like the bold fruit forward wine, so lots of plum and cherry and raspberry, you're going to go with more of the new world. And for now, stick with USA, Australia, and Canada. As you listen, you'll hear us talk about more countries, but on your journey to find a new wine, just keep it to those countries for now. I think that's good advice. Does does the label, just the label ever straight up influence your purchasing decision? The label will definitely attribute to a hard no real fast a lot of the time, I would say. (laughs) It's never a hard sell on the label. Like, yes, I love the label. It's going to be delicious. But if I see some kind of cartoon drawing or something that's targeted not to me, it's a quick no. I also don't like celebrity wines. Maybe we'll get into this later, but I'm not looking for Snoop Dogg's face on my bottle of wine. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he knows a lot about wine. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I've learned to be label blind in in the wine store. Usually when I'm going in, I'm either after something really specific or I'm buying something that's for the nosenobwine.com site to be reviewed. So I'm sort of looking for the, the price that I want to review that day, you know, depending if it's like under 10 or, or closer to 20. You can also go in thinking, oh, Saturday night is pizza night. I need a wine. That goes great with pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that a lot. That's a good point because I like to cook if I'm putting a little bit of extra effort in or making something special. Yeah, I'll, I'll, 
be on a mission to get a wine for that for that that meal. So where we're from and where I've mostly seen is wine stores that are set up by country. So typically you'll see Australia, France, Italy, Spain, etc. on their own. Though I was last time I was in California, I was at one of the big wine retailers and they had it set up by grape. So we had all the cab Sav, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon over here, all the Zinfandels over there, all the Chardonnays over here. I, I guess that makes sense to a degree because I guess most people know what they like, the basics of what they like, say, like they know they like Chardonnay. But what would you do if you were confronted with a wall of Chardonnay? Yeah, in that case, you have to divvy it up somehow. And in that case, I think I would go back to the old world, new world style of, I don't know if I love the division by varietal or grape style, which is varietal, just because you would think not everyone knows that Chianti is Sangiovese. Are you putting Chiantis in the Sangiovese? That's a really good point. And that happens a lot. Primitivo and Zinfandel, same thing. It just goes by its Italian name. And if you have a white blend, like the white blend we talked about in today's episode from Portugal, where does it go? They don't identify the grapes on the label. No, it's top secret in this wine for sure. Yeah, so I think the advice of sticking with the countries, depending on the style of wine that you like, would be your first thing. Chuck's advice to find the same kind of wine you like, but from a different country is great advice. You still have your price points that you want to stick between. So everyone has their personal choice. Yeah. We prefer under 20, obviously. (laughs) Well, there's plenty of good wine to be had for less than $20. Lots. No shortage. You just, you may have to look a little. One of the things, and it depends on the store you're in, but for the most part, if they're selling wine, somebody is knowledgeable. I don't know if they'll have experts, whatever that means. I encourage people to ask. And one of the things you'll notice with people who work in wine stores is they are more than happy to talk about wine. And, you know, ask them for some advice is not an imposition. It's it's quite welcomed. And one of the things I overhear a lot in the liquor store is the person working there will typically ask what their budget is. And then you'll hear the person kind of hesitate, the person who's asking the question, because their budget's probably, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. It's under 20 bucks. Nothing wrong with that. And they know, but they, you can see, like, they look like they've been put on the spot. You know, they're going to give a wrong answer because they're talking to a wine person. (laughs) And if they don't say like 30 bucks, you know, they're going to get some side eye from the, from the employee. But I think we can assure everybody that's not that's not what the employee is thinking so i'd be not the case yeah i'd be really honest about your budget one thing that wine people like doing almost more than drinking wine is talking about wine so it's never an imposition asking a wine guy a wine question (laughs) amen brother uh that is so true i mean that's why we created this podcast and why we created the website is because sometimes you just want to get to the point so another tip for getting around the wine store and this one's gonna sound snobby but we're not snobby because of course no snob wine there's vintage wine and non-vintage wine all that means is whether you see a year on the label so if it is vintage wine it'll say 2012 2020 2021 whatever if it's non-vintage you'll you won't be able to find a year on the label now before you know we get everybody mad and you start writing letters this is not a hard and fast rule because champagne 
is non-vintage most of the time. So, and champagne is considered to be quite good. Very fancy. <laughs> Very fancy. And expensive. And expensive, yes. The reason I say stay away from the non-vintage, if you're looking for a new wine, there's nothing wrong with non-vintage wine. Non-vintage wine usually is mass-produced blended grapes from, could be different countries. It's just grape juice bought as a commodity and made into wine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're really looking to try and find something different, start to look at the wines that have years on them. Because at that point, the winery is trying to make something specific at that time that the grape was picked and the wine was produced. So that will give you a bit more variety. Chuck, if you were going to introduce somebody to the Italian wine. What would you recommend they start with? They've never gone down the Italian aisle at the liquor store. You're going to send them down on a mission. Where would you steer them? Each of us on the website has a top picks page. And one of my top picks is a wine called Fantini Sangiovese. It's a great benchmark Italian table wine. It'll help you decide if you like the style or if you don't. This bottle is under $9. It goes with virtually any Italian food that you can find. It's readily available. It's a great choice. I think it's a crowd pleaser. Anyone I've introduced it to, it's become one of their house reds. I think that's easily one of the most popular wines on the website for years. It gets a lot of traffic. They have a, a large format bottle. I'm not saying that I convinced them to make the large format bottle, <laughs> but if you want 1.5 liters of it, they do have it. Get a Magnum. Yeah, why not? The Magnum, by the way, is just the name of the bottle of a one and a half liter bottle. It's just two bottles in one. Let's move on to our second featured wine. Today, I'm going to feature a white blend from Portugal that's aptly named White Blend Portugal. <laughs> Not too creative on the name. Right away, you can smell peach and lemon. Tasted it. Totally blown away. It was amazing. One of the things I like to do, little, you know, me time, this Sunday afternoon, go down to the, uh, the TV room, put on the Netflix, pour myself a glass of wine. This is now my go-to wine for that. This $8.80 wine blew me away. Now, you, Chuck, you've had a chance to try this one. What were your thoughts? On your recommendation, I went out and picked up this bottle as well. I found it's really well-balanced, crisp acidity, tart finish. It's a great sipper if you're just not eating anything. It goes with appetizers. It's a great value. At the price, $8.80, you don't have to worry about cracking it open on a weekday, just yourself or a company. I've served it to company. Sometimes with the really light-bodied wines like this one, you don't get that much fruit and flavor. It can be a bit thin, but this was this is a surprise. This guy packs a punch. It really is one of those crowd pleasers, I would say. Yeah, I've recommended it, bought it, served it to guests. It was great. I would buy it again. Out of five, what would you give this one? This is a this is a five out of five. Not only is it a great wine, it's a great price. Check it out next time you're at the wine store. It's called White Blend Portugal. Years 2020, $8.80, five stars. Full review from both of us on the website. It's actually one of Sean's top picks. We'll put a link in the show notes. I think it'd be hilarious at the end of the first episode, just some quick bloopers. That'd be funny. It's Leave probably it in. a lot of editing work. Okay. I would buy this, even, you know, it's not. <laughs> You're the editor, so then don't worry about me. I'm like, that's work for you. <laughs> Have you ever had the wine shop employees carry out the wine to your car for you, even though you're perfectly able of doing it yourself? I have not intentionally, but sometimes I buy so much that it takes a couple of people to get into the car. <laughs>
Okay, that's a different answer. Also applicable. <laughs> Sir, you've had too much. You can take the bread and the cheese and the berries, but you're going to have to leave this bottle of wine behind. And she said it happens all the time at 10, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Wow, the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can, we can try a wrap. Is it the best wine on our site? Hell no. The point is... For under nine bucks. Way to sell it. It's a steal. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wine Podcast for everyone. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts as it helps other people find us. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. <laughs> for more information on any of the wines we discussed, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Snob Media. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.